1: I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I could talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid, just walk with your head up high. Down. Hi. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. This is Monica, and I'm your host. Today is September 26, 2011, and I am really excited to have author Hank Hayes back on today for a one-hour show. Hank Hayes is a senior-level law enforcement and military combat specialist who has invented training tools and a combat system credited for saving thousands of U.S. lives, Hayes is a high-performance, complex-rated pilot, has written dozens of articles for the combative community, and is a successful entrepreneur. He and his wife are the proud parents of five children. Uh, After successfully dealing with his own issues in the mainstream treatment world for over 15 years, Hank Hayes' instincts and observations for what he saw going on around him in the mainstream recovery culture were right on point. So he has written a book uh, detailing what he has done. I'm just going to bring him right on. We had him on last week. Remember, you can always go to the archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash safe recovery to listen to previous shows. We are going to take callers, 818-475-9211. Probably about fifteen or twenty minutes into the show, and you know we have a chat room open, so I'm going to bring on Hank right now. Hey, I'm, hey, how you doing? I'm great. How you doing?
0: I am fantastic. Glad to be here. I was wondering who that guy was you were introducing. Thank you so much for the nice
2: introduction.
1: <laughs> well, it's the guy from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I, All right. She's, yes. She's I was like, wow, this is pretty when you know the part it says where you've helped with um let's see for the combative community. I know you're talking about military people, but you know, in this department we've had a lot of combative people.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. We're we're here to neutralize some of that and get people going in the right direction and reinforce that I know for myself and you know uh, just instill for so many of our colleagues that are out there that are doing this work that um you know we're making a we're making a dent, we're making a difference, and you know as we move forward, especially in um you know twenty twelve this is going to be just a tremendous year for really um getting you know our resources out there to people in a big way.
1: Yeah, I, I'm really happy. So the launch date is September 30th. That's fr- on Friday, right?
2: Yes, it's Friday. Friday. I know it's yes, Friday.
1: So uh, the name of the book is "You've Been Lied To," and can you finish the rest of that long title for me?
0: Yeah, sure. You've been lied to. The untold truth about mainstream alcohol and addiction treatment programs and the secrets on how to eliminate the problem for good.
1: So let's just jump right in. Um, we have people in the chat room. Hi, welcome uh, to Blog Talk Radio out there. Uh, so we were a quick recap of what we did. We started with your five master key formula. So you didn't just write yep. a book about, like, what happened, your experience, and then leave us hanging. You gave people a way out so we started with the beginning one two and three right you want to recap it for us and then we'll go on to what four and five are about
2: yeah yeah sure
0: absolutely uh we so we can bring everybody into the right referen- reference reference So we're on the same in the same book right. on the same page mm-hmm. in the same paragraph at the same line so so everybody's right on point and um so we're gonna to get to the tactical level. So what do we have? We have principles, we have strategy, mm-hmm. and then we get down to tactics, which is what do you do? You know, so that's right. who we're gonna drill right down to. Okay. And um so right, okay. So this five master key formula to al- an alcohol and addiction free life is sits on three principles and they are knowing exactly where big industry and media have lied to us and where true results come from. Number two, discovering what proven methods the majority use to overcome this challenge in a fast method. And three, gain the exact plan you're going to need to execute for your success. So those are the, those are the like the overlying, you know, principle of, you know, that's the top level. Okay. That's, Right, right. Okay. Okay. So now we start to get into the strategy, which is this five master key formula, and the first we talked about was TPK, true perspective knowledge, right. and basically that's yeah, your new fresh perspective based on true research data, and that's where, you know, organizations and resources like Stinkin' thinking come in and where uh, your resource comes in doing, you know, out there collecting all this information on, okay, this is what the mainstream is telling everybody, but here's what's really going on there.
1: And well, right. I mean, I there was a couple of people were talking and blogging, and some people were arguing from another pro AA site, and I thought to myself, you know, in 1936 they wrote a book, and no one has ever done any research about anything that was written and that is read, and Chapter Five in every 12-step meeting around the world, or at least in the country that there was never any scientific research and, or any research of any kind, and yet they'll sit and say that. So I think this is very much tied into you know, having a true perspective knowledge of what really is real. I mean, it's, that's not true what's read, and people are sitting reading it and nodding their heads up and down, and um, I don't know why they're nodding their heads up and down, because when I stepped away from it, I thought, this is bizarre.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of that is just based, based on social proof, things. you know.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, say it one more time.
1: No, it's just bizarre to say the kind of things that are said at the beginning of the meeting, as you do also address, you know, in the preamble in your book. But, uh, all right, so you find your true perspective knowledge, and then yeah, you, you it. what's the next step?
0: The next step is, and we like to use the acronyms, that's a real big military thing, and it kind of gives us – You know, a a quick way to remember things, you know, so the second one is PVL, which is power baseline, because that's where I get the thrust and the power to go in a direction that I want. Let me look at what people are doing Mm
2: -hmm. to
0: get their lives back on track and beyond quickly, you know, so knowing what others have successfully done to get exactly what you want. That's that power baseline, you know, that's the you know, the uh, the research and at the street level of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you could say, well, what are they doing? You know, what is, a, what is a long-term sober person doing who has a life of freedom or a life that I want?
1: Right. What is, what is this person? I really want to. We talked about, uh, we're going to talk about you and I have many decades uh, sober and abstinent and don't deal with some of the same issues that some people that are new that are struggling even with um, with many other stuff. So we don't worry, listeners. We're going to get to some of that with Hank. He's got some really great ideas. All right. So you get to that power baseline, and then what's the next step?
2: All right. All right. This is great.
0: We're moving right along. This is excellent. Hey, my husband Man. says
1: hi. Kevin says hey. They're in the oh. chat room. So maybe he's oh, going awesome, awesome. so to call in awesome! Awesome! So nice to
0: meet a, you. This Kevin. is great. This is great. Yeah. Okay. So three is PTP, and what that is is. The personal trigger points you know and some people you know and one of the things that I learned is uh, you know like sometimes even names can set people off and and with this I like to kind of keep it easy where if they don't like uh, you know trigger points it's personal set off points it doesn't make a difference right. what it is just let's get right down to it um, so and that's all the big and little things that personally set somebody off, and mm-hmm. that can be in all your different areas. And I, and I tell you what, really, where I learned to put this together, um, some y'all, y'all, look at that, y'all. Some <laughs> people will or may have heard about Smart Recovery, and right. uh, that was. You know, and you guys, you did an interview with Tom, and I went down to his facility, and one of the things that, that I did with his people is do, uh, I don't know what they referred to it as, but it really made it real simple because I answered all these questions, and then out came a a chart that had a graph with all these different high points on it, which was where my stressors were and where my High points were that, if I could pull those peaks down, I'd have a much easier time of life, thus, my stresses in life would be less, thus my desire to you know just you know go off or get a release or whatever it might have been. So we developed something quite along those lines with our own you know personal twist and focus based on all the data we've collected, and that's right. our personal trigger point evaluation.
1: That's good. I I think that that would also be a good um, technique for people who have a lot of time because what I see is that people who, especially, you know, you get like seven or eight or ten years and then people have other issues coming up, and in my experience, and I know plenty of others, is that I tried to go back and just work those steps and those same things, and it didn't work. And then I was really seeking outside help and reading lots of other books, And then you see, I mean, you really see it when people hit the 20-year mark. Um, If they don't do some outside work, people really kind of, you know, go crazy. Um, But so that's a really good tool for a new person as well as someone who has long-term abstinence, right? I mean, that's...
0: Well, yeah, absolutely, and, you know, I'm a big... um... I'm like a nut when it comes to, you know, personal development. So you'll mm-hmm. always find me in either something like, you know, a Tony Robbins thing or a Les Brown thing or, a,
3: you but, know, Brian uh,
0: Tracy program. I'm, I find myself real really involved in those. And these are tools that anybody with – anybody who can fog up a mirror, this is a good process for them to do.
1: You know what, I had this vision when you said that of, like, you and I as, like, really old people, like with our canes, and we'll be at some other kind of workshop, you know. I totally relate to, you know, someone who just really um, enjoys just working on myself and growing uh, in any way possible. Okay, so then we'll come on to the next step. Are we at four? Okay,
0: now, yeah, four, and this is the newest now of the material that, we've covered we, we did not get to four on the last call and right. this is now this is where we kind of transition from the strategies to a tactical level this is where we start getting into that and we'll drill right down to the street level uh, and that is your PRP which is your personal recovery program oh, okay. and that is defined as the yeah the methods that you choose to use to create your addiction-free life. So hmm. let me say that but, again. And, right. and those, you guys out there who are listening, grab a pen and paper and jot this stuff down. And that's how, you know, it's it's really committed to memory uh, by, by, you know, what do they say, you know, you have to read it, write it,
1: oh. hear
0: it, do it and teach it. Hey, okay, say um, that again. it
1: again? Sh- yeah, you it.
0: have to hear it.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. It. Read it? Uh-huh. Write it. Uh-huh. Hear it? Mhm.
0: Do it and teach it. Ah. That's true. Yeah, right. that's it's pretty cool mm-hmm. stuff. Pretty pretty cool stuff I'm trying to my computer because it's really crazy. I like great a lot.
1: Stuff. Read it, write it. Hey, do you want to take a call?
2: Yeah, sure, absolutely.
1: Let's see if somebody's willing to call in. So it's 818-475-9211. Does anybody have a question for Hank or myself, 818-475-9211, or maybe a comment on what we're talking about, uh, something that you're having a problem with that you would like to just reach out, take this opportunity. Ah, yeah, uh, 818-475-9211. 818, okay, nobody's calling in, so uh, go ahead then. Let's go on with our Okay,
0: here. all right. So this is where we get that strategy pointed in the tactical direction. And why we like to look at this as your personal recovery program because, you know, I'll give you an example. If an individual is going to be better suited with one-to-one focus and uh, you know processing, and or doesn't want to share their information with a large group of people, a peer-to-peer group is going to work. Is going to work against. Is going to work against that individual's progress so that is the need for a personalized recovery solution so when we look at what are the different methods you can use that's where we've done just a truckload of work and in our book and in the on track and beyond agency change uh, we all have 80 different solutions, and some of those solutions could be treatment center. There could be a peer-to-peer group. It can be one-to-one. Now, that can either be one-to-one comprises, you know, a buddy-buddy system or accountability partnering system, or that one-to-one can be therapy you know, where, you know, a psychotherapy, where, you know, you gain someone that you can trust them and and they can guide you to your solution based on their expertise.
2: Yeah, and then
0: you know, have one-to-one.
1: Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, uh is... on On the same note, I was reading Dee Stout's book, um, Coming to Harm Reduction, Kicking and Screaming, this weekend uh, because, it, you know, I had it in my hand and I was just trying to do some homework for the show. And she interviews, they actually tell their stories. So a lot of them are long-time 12-step members who, are, who then became these counselors, and then they all got into harm reduction because they realized how much 12-step wasn't working in the field. And there were some really, really good stories. And they, one, they did a study for like 10 years or 30 years, it was long, where they realized that there were people who they didn't go to any rehab. You know, and they didn't – there were people that they just gave a book to go home and read the book. And that – then those who went to a therapist didn't necessarily do better than those who just read the book and did what it said to do in the book. In fact, the ones who went to therapists who were pro-AA did worse. It was a really interesting study. Um, I don't have the book in front of me right now. You know, we have a caller. Let's see what – I think we have a question. Let's go to the caller. Hi, caller. Okay, great.
3: Hi, hey. Uh, Hank. Hi, hey, Monica. what's your name? yes. uh, My name's Annette. Hey. Hi, Annette. Hi.
2: How you doing, um, Annette? I had a
3: question. Good. I had a question for you, Hank. Um, I'm uh in my early twenties, and I've and I was wondering what um I come from a family of a lot of addiction and these kind of things, and um I've I've done a lot of personal work as well, but I look at my generation and I wonder. What do you see will be the biggest um, the biggest issue or facing um, our generation in conquering issues of addiction? Because I uh, we do a lot of things in community and a lot of work in that way, as you notice with like Facebook and creating that and everything. And so I wonder what your perspective is on how we combat addiction as well, and what your
0: yeah, ideas about that's him. i love that's a great question thanks for asking it and uh with preemptive information okay so what do i mean by preemptive information i can tell you that so i grew up uh, in new york city and um I, and I, I don't remember there being any or if there was maybe i wasn't there but there was no upfront information on what alcohol drugs and addictions would look like for the individual 20 years out. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So there was there was no, none of that. So, and especially coming from, you know, tears or someone that was relatable. Right. So, in you follow me?
3: Yeah, no, definitely. I don't. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not available.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, so I think that upfront education, especially in it, to, in my mind, it needs to come by, from somebody who is relatable, so that they can. So it's not some stuffed academia suit coming in and going, "Well, listen, don't use drugs because it's going to ruin your life." <laughs>
2: right.
0: You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is a very big entry point. Now that is preemptively, um, and were you thinking as well when somebody is in the mix of it, or just to prevent them from getting to that point?
3: Or um, well, mostly, I've I've looked at um, the way in the past it's been marketed. Like I look at baby boomers currently, and yep. the amount of the mass amount of numbers who are who are needing. Um, personal growth, like in, in in large amounts of information. And I wonder if my generation in 20 years is going to be in that same place or how we can prevent that by providing the accurate information now or what your perspective is on that.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. You know, in, in content, you know, we know now that um, we are growing and moving forward as a people, as a as a society of people faster than we ever have before and that's because of one thing and that's the internet because mm-hmm. we can get accurate information about things like we could never before you know before you know a book had to travel around or you had to get it from media which we all know how accurate that is right. and right. you know bi- bias that could be but so now you know have gain gaining this content on Um, or simply, and and this ties in both things, I think, you know, doing a cost-benefit analysis. This is one of the things that, um, you know, SMART has as well, and really any, like, As a businessman, you know, before I go into any new endeavor, I do what's called a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And I literally put it on a sheet, and right there I can know, okay, what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, what are my opportunities, and where are my threats moving forward? And just seeing it on paper, Mm -hmm. I might be all gung-ho on the idea, but when it's on paper, I go, ooh, holy smokes, there's a huge hole in this opportunity. I better back off and maybe get some input from someone who's been down the road before, which can give mm-hmm. me some new insights, which is more content, which could, can help me make a more informed decision.
1: Right. Well, that's very good. I love that. I want to thank Annette for calling in. Really, Thank really, you, Monica. Good.
3: Thanks so much, Thanks, Annette.
1: Thanks, Annette. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Boy, strange weakness, opportunities and threats. You know, when I first did the Make a Safer workshop, um I was invited to um quickly to do another workshop and then I was invited by a district committee person out in east of uh, Pasadena and um she had a whole district that was very very active, meaning that there were a lot of general service reps from the surrounding meetings and they had their monthly meetings. it, it was just a way that it should work, the structure, when it's working. And they brought me in to talk about what I had done, the workshop, what were the results. We had a whole formula for the workshops. We, you know, know, put together the results, the outcome. And this guy, who now looking at what you're saying, probably had a military background, and he said to me something like this, like, what is your strategy, you know, um, with, uh, you know, I think that you have a really valid point that there's a serious sexual harassment and safety issues in the meetings. What is your strategy about going at it at every level? And I kind of just looked at him and I thought to myself, oh, I don't I really have one, you know? And I was yes. really, really badly, um, we were squashed, we were attacked, we were shut down, um, that, if I would have had a plan, even you know how do we address this at every level at the group level, I learned how to do that. we did that successfully, the district level we completely we failed i mean but look in looking back, I mean, you actually have a right to be heard, even in a meeting which didn't happen at the district level in the West side district of Los Angeles, at the area we were heard, but it wasn't never and 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 then every way up from there. Uh, it was shut down, except actually at the Pacific Regional Service Assembly, um, it was a workshop topic that was 130 people. In fact, that we had to shut the door. I mean, to more than, more people wanted to come in than could fit in the room. For two hours, people talked about the problems that were going on inside of Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, never mind the culture. It was uh, mm-hmm. meetings mm-hmm. alone, violent behavior, sexual harassment, and financial scamming, Um so I didn't have this great tool. Where is this? Is this in your book? You talk about this strength, weakness, and this tool.
0: A uh, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, threat. No, that's not in my book. That's uh, it's basically uh, it's a pretty basic you know business uh, analysis mm. tool. Uh, right. But anybody who wants uh, you know I have all this. I mean. Uh, you know I have all this stuff in you know PDF that I can go gladly email you know anybody out you know it's uh it's really good and um it's
2: good you stuff you can hey, use I it
0: for anything. on the line you can
1: even, and, and, and I know this know. I know this man. Hi there caller. You're on. Caller Hello Here we go. Oh he dropped he dropped off Sorry. Okay, he went away. What happened to you, caller? Right. Okay, he'll call back. Um, All right. Uh, we have on the on the uh, phone here with us on Blog Talk Radio. We have Hank Hayes, Hank, who wrote, uh, "You've been lied to." Uh, I have to get the rest the of the. The untold but... truth
0: about mainstream alcohol and addiction treatment programs and the secrets on how to eliminate the problem for good.
1: Thanks, Monica. So good So you can call in at 818-475-9211 That's 818-475-9211 Go ahead and call back in if you want Kevin, I saw you were in the the, Does anybody have a question? Um, Let's see All right. so the other We were going to talk about We've got all your five points, right? No, no, we're still on four
0: We're still going on four
1: Ah, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, and we were talking about the different, you know, how do you put together your personal recovery program? And Mm -hmm. I think we got to counseling. And uh, in moving forward, there are, you know, processes that we can do as well, and that Mm -hmm. can be, you know, like your power of association processes and neutralizing old tapes. I know for me, old tapes used to play in my head constantly and there are process processes that we can do to neutralize those tapes immediately like you do these processes and the strength of those old tapes are not nearly as much because it's like scratching a um a screwdriver on on an old lp you know you just
2: you right, right. the groove
0: can no longer catch yeah, uh, yeah and then another process that. is uh something that you can get from us which uh-huh. is performance mind programming and that is an audio uh series that gets the subconscious mind with you know with some um nice metered music in the background that really starts programming you for change behavior and for success um
1: okay i have books, a question i have a question what's a- yeah okay so an old tape uh, can you give me an example of, you know, just uh, an old tape that might come up for yourself?
0: An old tape that might come up for me is um, okay, when uh, I, now this is, holy smokes, this is when I went met my wife. This is 17 years ago, about 17 years ago, okay. Uh, there was a certain, I'm going to call it, supplier that lived off of the 405 freeway okay and in so what would happen even though I was clean and sober every time I drove past this exit like this this tape Mm. this videotape would start playing in my head and it literally, my my my, you know, the palms of my hand might get sweaty, and then I might start, and then all of a sudden, because we see things in picture images,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? So then, that these picture images were playing out in my, even though I would drive right past it, this right. this tape would continue to go in my head, just because that trigger set it off. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, so what did I have to do to neutralize that tape? Playing was what I did is I would take, I changed my route. I changed literally my physical route. So instead of going up to 405, what I did was I went down Laguna Canyon Road to PCH, and I took PCH all the way up. I changed my physical route. And what that did was now all of a sudden I had, wow, wait a minute. It might take me another twenty minutes to get home, but I'm I'm on TCH in Southern California. This is beautiful. Right. And right. so what it started doing yeah, you follow where this is going?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well I I do think it's you know, sometimes we'll make a change and like I drive by like a place where there is a meeting hall and one place I have good memories about it, another place uh you know, it it's a terrible place and and uh so but we can change we can make changes. I have a caller and let's see, I think he's I want to take this caller and see if <laughs> call back. Hi there. Hi, Larry King. Hi, how are you? <laughs> 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 is <this> hey Monica. <laughs>
2: hey Hank, hey, how are you doing? Kevin? This is Hi Kevin. <laughs> Hi, how are hey, you?
1: Hey Kevin,
2: how are you doing? Not bad, not bad. You know, Monica uh speaks to me. Uh, so highly about you, and I've been listening to the show, and I can see why. You know, I really, thank you, thank you really, so much. I really do appreciate it. You're welcome, man. I really like what you had to say. You know, I was just very curious just to see. You, you were sober for a while, right? You had some time in program. Oh and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. From uh, from
0: my uh, what would it be? I was when I was 30 years old and 40, 18 years ago. So that's why I got involved in it.
2: Well, and then and what was it? What was the point for you that you said, you know, that, that enough? I mean, what was it that you said? This is that, that you know, what was the s- specific point that made you say, you know, you're taking off from here, or just you know, you were done with it? Uh, from the rooms, yeah. yeah. From going to AA, yeah.
0: You know, it was a collection of things. I think. You know, in the beginning, when for me, uh, from right from the beginning, I'd say within the first six months, because for me, I was court ordered. He was either doing five years in state prison, or I had to do the the AA program. So, you know, I might have been born recently, but I didn't fall off the truck yesterday, so I took the AA route.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yep, uh, and uh, so. But when I went in there, I I noticed immediately that there was all this talk of high success numbers, but I did not see that happening in the reality in the rooms for me. You follow me? Yeah. That was my reality. And then as I um, stayed around more, you know, and... Let me just do two things. I have got, you know, two of my best friends are still in, they're in the rooms. They do the rooms. You know, I do my thing. You know, we don't, I don't bust their horn about what they do. They don't bust my horn about what I do. Uh, I've got, you know, some major business player friends that I know. They're not close friends, but they're in the rooms. Okay, that's fine. So I don't, there's, there's a whole bunch of, you know, great folks in there as well. But I also saw... I was like, dude, this guy's got ten, fifteen, twenty years, and this is what his life consists of, and he's going to be my sponsor? No freaking <laughs> way! Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, right, right, right. You know, well, yeah, and, <clears throat> and you know, and
0: then if, you know, if there were many areas, you know, uh, you know, I. You know, we you, you go. I go out to Facebook. You see my wife. I mean, to me, she's a hottie. I think she's awesome. She's been that way for me in my life. You know, for fifty, six, six, sixteen years. And wow. you know, I had this church life. I had you know, am a fitness guy. You know, I got, I got some fun toys. I, I believe I'm a quality person. I've got good relationships, and I was clean and sober. But there, I, I was getting my chops busted left and right. Huh. So
2: I was no, like, you, mean, you know but, what? You, Th- no, I'm please, sorry. please, Kevin, cho- talk when, to me. When you said, when you said your chops busted, like specifically, what you mean from uh, the other guys in the room saying you're not doing something a certain way, or you know, uh, you, a judgment, or, or or what? I mean, because yeah, I, I'm, I uh, I'm absolutely, I'm a little bit absolutely, absolutely, no,
3: absolutely.
0: Uh, you know. Verbal abuse Verbal abuse And uh, You know um, You know From the old time As you know They, they Hank, uh, You know After the meeting They want to pull me over To the side And say hey Well you know It might work for you That way Because you know You have uh, You know This discipline And this military Blah 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 And you go yeah. But you know You can't be sharing That stuff in the meeting And you know I'd be well, like Wait a minute I thought this was Go ahead Captain, I'm sorry No unbelievable I'm listening to you I'm like It's, it's
2: almost like You know, you're saying a lot of the stuff that, you know, I've been going through. Yes, Kevin, why don't you tell them what
1: happened to you recently?
2: Uh, You mean on the telephone?
1: Yeah. I mean, do you want
2: to? You don't have to, you don't want to, but. Well, well, I mean, just real short. I I just was talking to an old friend that I would see, you know, in the rooms, and I haven't been to a meeting in, like, I'd say about two, two and a half months or so. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. this, uh, this guy that I knew was just giving me all kinds of grief. As to you know, <laughs> you know, not being there, not coming back to the rooms, and it was just getting on my nerves to the point where I pulled out my little tape recorder and started recording the conversation in the car, just so I could play this back for myself later and, and say, okay, am I crazy or I just need to hear this again? And and, and sure enough, it, it, it was just mumbo jumbo that it was just driving me crazy. You know, I just uh, it was just really driving me nuts. So what what you're saying is basically. Kind of what I've been going through too, actually, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, you know,
2: um, you know and, and some of the things
0: that kind of that some of what it boiled down to uh, was, and this fits in, uh, Kevin and Monica, to the personal recovery program piece of getting deprogrammed. I had to get deprogrammed. What's in this book is an absolute deprogramming process that mm. takes someone out of that indoctrination and gives them their cojones back.
2: Yeah. Wow. You know, because when wow. I would get, you follow me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is that in you your know, book? You know, because I
0: believed all that stuff. I, mean, I believed all
2: that stuff.
0: Even though, even though I didn't believe it, I had said it. I don't know. I won't, I, you know, in there, sometimes I was doing the whole, you know, you got to do two meetings a day thing, whatever. So that's what I did. It, it I was it was indoctrinated in my head. It was in my subconscious. It was at the root level. So even though I didn't believe I had a disease, somewhere in my mind I thought, well, I don't know if I get away from the meetings for long. I don't know. It's you know, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going re- to relapse. Something,
2: something bad is going to happen. The freaking sky is going to fall on me. Yeah, I'm going to start
0: seeing.
2: I'm going to start seeing Charlie in the trees.
1: You know, like the doom and gloom, like somebody said to Kevin that he was going to, you know, like, lose, you know, just because things were good in his life, you know, you're going to lose that, or, like, aren't you afraid, somebody said to me recently you're going to drink, and I was like, no, like, what, those meetings don't keep me sober, like, but I was like, you, t- ooh, Hank, I mean, I believe so much stuff that I'm going to have to call up my ex-husband and apologize to him. I've been, you know, I'm not looking forward to it, but I realized that there was so much stuff that is just so bizarre, as Gunther used to say, like, to me all the time when I first started to talk to him from the blog. It's bizarre, and once you step back and the... The rose-colored glasses get ripped off by reading the orange papers, and thank God, Stinking Thinking. You know, I want to put out there a thank you, like a commercial, like you know, sponsored by, even though I'm not sponsored by anybody except me. Mm-hmm. But um, thank you so much to Friend the Girl and uh, they use their real name, Ilse and Mark at Stinking Thinking, for so many times for putting up when I have my radio show on their front page and all the support that i got before i was really ready to understand that i no longer believed in any of it it really yeah uh, 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 yeah
2: orange uh,
0: orange papers he does a really good job of just breaking it down and that that falls into like this first master key area um... you know true perspective knowledge he does just a great job and you know, uh, you know one of the things that people that you know once they go to you know the AA meetings, they're more susceptible to relapse. Not only are they more susceptible to uh, relapse, but they're more susceptible to suicide once they relapse because of all the guilt and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is well, this is well documented across many different platforms of data information.
1: Yeah, it is. You know, we just had a whole uh, thread that went on for. You know, I think it went on for two or three days about who knew people that committed suicide. And it was funny because it, it's not funny, but it came out before we heard about this uh, police officer in San Diego who just committed suicide, but uh, which we'll get to in a bit. But everybody started naming people they knew. And, you know, I, I mean, I just – people said, this, you know, three people and four people. And uh, I also think that the whole setup for – Uh, the relapse and the way that you relapse. So if somebody says, oh, you know, you're going to, you know, people get worse when they go there. They really do. That is instead of somebody saying like smart says, well, what did you learn from you know, what you did last night in a non-judgmental way instead of, like, you know, oh, you know, it doesn't matter, like, you're powerless, and then they go out and they just hammer themselves. Like, oh, it's almost like that South Park episode, which I'm sorry, I hate South Park, but that episode is so great because he comes up from the meeting and he's, like, sitting there, you know, getting drunk, and the kid comes in and goes, Kevin, you want to do it? Do you do you know the episode well enough? Or did, I think Kevin dropped off, but do you know the episode of South Park?
0: No, I'm not a South Park guy.
1: I'm not either. I'm not we familiar. What is it? But, um so he you know, he comes in and he's like, you know, they told me that I'm powerless and that, you know, I can't control myself oh, right. and the kid is like, Bullshit. Bullshit, you know, and, and it
2: just,
1: no, it's really hilarious. I'll send you the link. But um Well, you know, that, yeah, that
0: ties on to uh the uh learned helplessness. Yeah, and then you can punch that into you know Google or any search engine, but you know there's a whole um, you know thread of psychology of learned helplessness where people mm-hmm. are um, you know told and believe that they're helpless, so they behave helplessly. They act like victims, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know that, that 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 is so sad because we mm-hmm. are all powerful. We are not powerless.
1: Right, and the whole sponsor thing that you need to call somebody, like, you know, to ask them, you know, whether you should take this job or marry this. Did you call your sponsor? I mean, in fact, in the end of my me leaving my meeting, like, I would hear these amazing grown women, you know, talking about calling their sponsor, and... um and the it was more of how they said it the type of issues they were calling them on they were calling women who had no children these women had teenagers i was really i was really disturbed by it i was like why would i
0: well, and you know and i think one thing too we must add that some people need that some people need some serious direction in mm-hmm. the beginning and some people that model works for and uh, you know, if I don't know, we I don't know. I, I mentioned it one time ago, but um, in, in this still, we're still in this in this fourth key, uh, and one of those keys are technologies, and this technology is brain state technologies, which is brain harmonizing. And this is Lee Gertis's place out in Arizona. He's got like 150 offices worldwide. But what they do is they set up these biofeedback sensors in in eight different points on your head. You know the frontal cortex, you know limbic system, and yeah. uh, you know different areas of your brain. Yeah, I'm sorry, what's up?
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm listening. I'm listening.
0: Yeah, 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 and. And uh, what they do is, you know, they help reharmonize and recalibrate the way your brain, uh, you know, functions at the brain map level. Um, So, uh, you know, this is just some fantastic stuff to augment the proper thinking process. But I would say some people, you know, they need that. But I think, you know, this... Is part of showing folks, you know, we're, right now what we're doing is we're traversing through, you know, one, one, two, and then four. So knowing what's going on, knowing what people are doing to uh, to live their lives that they want to live when they want to lead it, and what are the tools that they can use to to implement right now to get that. And that's at you know again at that at that tactical level of, uh, you know, what tools can I use? What can I put to the ground?
1: Well, now, I don't want to – I have, like, 15 minutes left, so or 14. I want yeah. to kind of – if we could – and we know everybody, I'm going to actually have him back on, Hank, on uh, next month. He's going to launch his book um, on Friday. And so it will be available uh, on Amazon, on –
2: You The be best way to – where 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 be able to, to buy get, it?
1: Because I want to buy it. Uh, you know, I want to hold it in my hand and sit in the backyard and read it, or take it with me. You know, to a coffee shop and read Hank's book, so someone can say, "What is that book you're reading?" <laughs> where can I buy yeah,
0: it? Well, we have some goodies that we are we are. That I'm not going to tell anybody about them yet, but they will find out about it on the launch. Uh, but it has to do with. You know, performance, mind programming, and these things. You, people are going to be able to get these tools. This is the same stuff that they use for NASA astronauts. It's the exact same technology that Olympians use. This is mm. the, the same stuff. Same We're going stuff. To have to like and the going to be lady all on
1: steroids. Want. We're going to be like. Sobriety, the shit on steroids okay, so heres the, here's the things I want to try to cover if we can do it in the next fourteen or so minutes. let's at least say what number five the five point is let's yes. can we hear what that is what's point number five or can ask I to number point five. number
0: five key number five is lms, which is a lifetime monitoring system, and mm-hmm. simply that's a daily head to toe checkup to keep you running smoothly.
1: <laughs> I feel and like a car already, okay. <laughs> say again, say again. I said I feel like a car. Oh, <laughs> that's what it sounded like to me. It's, so, yeah. it's masculine. I, said it, I love it. What is it again? Lifetime.
0: Yeah, lifetime monitoring system. And that is, I mean, you know, we all know that, you know, we better be checking that oil every, every 3,000 miles, I mean, unless you're running synthetic, you know, then it's 10,000 miles. That's right. But, it's like You know, I, I, I can't just go drive a right. car for it. Right,
1: right. Yeah. right. If I get off the beam about meditating, and I know there's people, you know, on the blogs that don't, so it's really, I'm totally respectful of either way, but for me, in that sitting, you know, still, and then doing some writing, but it's, um, if I don't do that, I can get off track. That's my thing. So I want you to go ahead and tell me more about it. Life-time money. Yeah, so you're exactly right. Okay, so for me, like, I'm an
0: adrenaline guy, and I know I'm an adrenaline guy. So for me, part of my thing is either, you know, going in a shoot house with live bullets whizzing by my shoulder. Like, I like that. Or going in a plane you know, pulling three G's in a turn at hundred and seventy miles per hour. That kind of stuff or getting on my race motorcycle. If I don't do that within like every three months or so, I get kinda of, I'm I kinda of like I get kinda of like a little antsy. Like I wanna I, I I like that. That's part of my thing. Now my wife's thing, my wife's not you know, she's not she doesn't have any kind of it's not, not a substance thing. She yeah. she may have some other stuff, and that's her deal. But she likes to go out dancing. She
1: has me out doing the salsa stuff,
0: you know? And uh,
1: I do it. so we yeah, do, I do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Salsa. Awesome.
0: You know? Or, now, I participate in meditation as well, but the point here is driving back to those who are listening, what is it for you specifically? Is it, you know, run on the beach at sunset?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: what is it that ha- you've got to do to recalibrate yourself? Because, you know, here's the thing. You know, one of the things is, you know, a piano doesn't go out of tune just one day. And all of a sudden, you know, the tension starts getting a little less. starts getting a little less. And then you're mm-hmm. playing it and you really don't notice it's out of tune. I mean, unless you're a, you know, real trained pianist, right? And then it gets some more and some more and then two years out and then you get somebody Stevie Wonder gets on a thing and he goes, what the heck is going on with this piano? It's just so out of tune. It's terrible. But the the, the person who owns it doesn't even notice it because they've been going off course, going off course, going off course before you know it. You're at, you're now at a place where you don't want to be. So that's why the lifetime monitoring system is a daily head-to-toe checker.
3: I like
1: this. I really like this. Now we have uh we're gonna have you back on and um talk some more about it, but that I really that's the kind of stuff that I was been talking about Kevin, you know, to Kevin about, um like really wanting to go dancing and find a club that has like seventies and eighties music, you know, and <laughs> go be doing like disco and I mean I live in LA and I don't even know where there is one and then it taking dancing lessons like I swim. I swim laps. If I don't swim laps, like um, you can ask my family, I'm like, you know, not useless, but I get close to like seriously cranky if I don't swim in that water and do laps. Sure. understand That's your thing. And that's
2: part of your Everybody own life else happens, yeah. who
1: swims, you see them coming in and you see them leaving, and we're all different. Our brains have yeah. been totally rewired in that pool. You know, swimming so right, long laps. Okay. So last question, really important question. You and I, you know, um, had great feedback from the last show that we did, Hank, okay? And um, it's easy for us to do some things with double-digit sobriety, right? We forget sometimes what the new person is going through. Um, What would you suggest for a new person who does not want to go the 12-step route? They're maybe in their three months or nine months or a year, and they do not want to go down this route, the 12-step route.
0: Yeah, okay. Um the first but I'll I recommend um three three things and uh oh, I also, you know, SOS, SOS and the owner of SOS, or the founder of SOS reached out to me. Um and uh I need to, uh, you know, he, he he got his hands on uh, the uh, the electronic version of the book, and he was like, you know, he felt bad that there wasn't more of a write-up about mm-hmm. his organization because they've been around, you know, for so long, you know, dot, dot, right. dot, dot, dot. So, so, guys, I want you guys to know SOS is out there, and I've been a little bit more educated, and they're a very strong resource. Uh, so I needed to plug that. But, okay, so back to the point. Um, now, I... Really, because like, online tools give us so much information. Yeah. Uh, I would look at the online tools and put in, you know, non-12-step.
2: hmm That mm-hmm. would
0: be one one entry avenue. Now, because we're online, I mean, Smart Recovery has got a great, strong internet presence life ring has got a strong internet uh, you know internet presence um, and I know you know this I, I hope this doesn't sound I don't know which way it's going to sound I'm just going to say it straight away like this book that I've put together is Solid and it's rounded. And, you know, the the, the founder of, of of Smart Recovery said this to me yesterday, and I was so floored by it. He says, Hank, you know, I'm so proud of you. He said, man, you've really done your homework. And we've yeah. tried to make this such a complete set of resources for people and formula to follow. Um, okay, so there's, there's two things online, our book and then you know reaching out to some support system and let them know like the accountability of somebody cuz once you're held accountable now like oh shit okay they're going to call me on this tomorrow
1: mhm mhm
0: you know and let let them know you know and it's got to be that unconditional support person um who if uh you know, because uh, you know, in in I, th- I what, and this there's, is there's so many different you know hypotheticals, but you know usually when someone's in that entry point, you know they may talk about it, but the possibility of them going drinking or other things, what after they mention it, are pretty good. Right, but right. If so, sort
2: of uh,
1: uh, yeah. We're so close to um, we got like about five minutes left. Um, there's a lot of people blogging, um, talking about, as you've been listening the things, Smart, Life Ring, somebody said got hijacked by AA. Um, Smart has definitely not. I would say for myself, um, there were a lot of great books. So Albert Ellis's book, you know, When AA Doesn't Work For You, actually Jack Trimpy Stuff, his, his online source, I actually called him and talked to his wife about a family member. She was extremely helpful. I ordered those books. I got... I went to SMART meetings. I felt transformed from the first one on. I don't feel the need for a lot of meetings anymore, but I needed that. Um, Women for Sobriety, I reached out. I got information, but I never went to a meeting, but I liked what I saw there. Um, SOS, I almost went to a meeting, but I listened to stuff, and I thought that was that was good. That was there. I met with Amy Lee Coy, who wrote from Death Do I Part. Um, oh, yeah. Right, she has Beyond Rehab. She's working on a thing called the Alum Room, the Clean Slate. Right, I saw that. Oh, I mean, it's a HAMS harm reduction. I don't want to forget him. Awesome. Kenneth Anderson should be used in high schools, I think. It should be used in colleges. It should be used for police officers and pilots and all these people, high officials who are getting sentenced straight to... 12-step, which gives me only three minutes that we are going to talk about in the news. If you want to stay with me, Hank, please do, and I do think you do. Yeah. In the news, we have a 41-year-old veteran, San Diego police officer, has been battling with alcoholism. We don't know that for sure. was depressed because he believed he would lose his job for a DUI hit-and-run crash he was involved with earlier this year. He was sentenced to Alcoholics Anonymous, and this to him was just devastating. We have a cop, first-time DUI. I talked to a doctor who told me this, that the first time you get a DUI, guess where they're going to send you? We've got to change the law. We must change this law. So, uh, you know, more people commit suicide after a DUI arrest than any other kind of arrest, including rape murder, said psychiatrist Clark Smith, who believes Officer Hall's relapse. I don't, I don't believe that. He's blaming his relapse. Played a big role, and his wife said the fact that he was sentenced and fixated had to go to AA is what sent him over the edge. We won't know the true story until maybe I get to speak to somebody closer to the story. Do you have anything you want to say on this?
0: Well, yeah, um, just that I, you know, I just did a uh, an entry piece to my law enforcement and military community about the book's release and the content that was in there and what we know is that uh, alcohol plays a a major role in most cases more than 75% in officer suicides and um, Mm -hmm. we know that uh, law enforcement officers uh, have some of the highest stress rates and you mentioned it just tells me you're doing your homework uh, right up there with air traffic controllers. You know some of the highest stressing jobs you know out there, you know in 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 the nation. So you know clearly we've got we've got you know amount of homework that we have to do and get this information out there. And you know with shows like yours, you know I talk to you know I'm talking to some folks, you know, and you know this Lima have have you have you heard about Monica's show? And I'm like, well, yeah, it was just hard. You know? So it's really good. You're doing good stuff.
1: Well, we have sixty seconds left. I wanna thank you. Um we have on Hank Hayes who wrote You've Been Lied To. You're gonna finish the rest of it for me again?
0: Yeah, you've been lied to. The untold truth about mainstream alcohol and addiction treatment programs and the secrets on how to eliminate the problem for good. Uh, our website is ontrackandbeyond.com. Just as it sounds, ontrackandbeyond.com.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, everybody. Um, all the lists, remember that we are about empowered abstinence, not powerless. And If you know anybody who needs help, remember, thank you so much to Stinkin' Thinking for all the support. I want to get... Orange on from Orange Papers and people from SOS and from Women for Sobriety. And uh, goodbye. And thanks everybody for joining me. And we'll see you on the next show. Thanks so much. Great James. stuff.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys being there. Ciao. All
1: right. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Okay. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.